Hey folks, this is my conversation with Dustin Harder of Prairie Soul, who's currently involved as, as he calls it, the energy behind two upcoming music festivals at the Hilltop Resort. Dustin's involved in curating the Heart of the Nation Music Festival, as well as Festival 59 Blues. Heart of the Nation, which takes place on two stages over three days in July, includes a massive list of local performers, including a number of past Witch Police radio guests, like House Handshake, Otter and the Otters, The Tims, The Lovers, Plain as Ghosts, and many more. Festival 59 Blues, which also features a host of local talent, takes place August 9th, 10th, and 11th, again at Hilltop Resort. Our conversation is about what goes into putting these festivals on, about the revival of Hilltop as a, as a venue for big festivals like this and its history, about Dustin's involvement and how he put these really impressive bills together, and a lot more. We talk about his own music, and you hear a song near the end of the episode, and generally it's just a fun conversation. It's also worth noting that this is an interview I conducted over the phone, and unlike the last one, which was a few episodes ago, I think I've solved the problem I was having with the hissing, even though he was out, I believe, at Hilltop itself when we recorded. So he's really camping outside the city, and our conversation sounds, to my ears anyway, pretty clear. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by our friends at the Park Theatre, Winnipeg's premier concert and event venue. If you want to find out all the great shows they have coming up, go to myparktheatre.com. You're listening to Garbage Hill, Winnipeg's first podcast network. Welcome to Witch Police Radio. I'm uh, doing the phone thing again. Uh, I've tried this a few times now, and uh, it's working a lot better than it used to, so I can actually, um, it gives me the opportunity to record interviews with people who aren't necessarily in the city at the moment, or for whatever reason, uh, we can't make it work in person. And I think that the guest on today's episode is someone that we've been talking about doing this for quite a while, but it hasn't worked out in person due to, you know, various timing things. So uh, I'm on the line here. I have Dustin Harder, who is um, a local musician who also has a lot of uh, work going on in the near future when it comes to a couple of new music festivals. So uh, if you want to maybe just introduce yourself and give people just a quick, you know, Cole's Notes kind of background on, on what you're, what you've done in the music scene and especially what you're doing now with these festivals. Um, I, hi there. I'm Dustin Harder. Um, thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks. Um, the past isn't as much as important as uh, what's going on coming up. Yeah, let's um, talk about the, the uh, new stuff. Sure. I mean, you got, you got two uh, festivals that are coming up very soon. Yeah, at, at the Hilltop Resort, uh, originally the grounds for the, the original Summerfest back in 2004 that housed uh, the Doors in Boston and the Beach Boys and like, like major, major acts. Yeah. Uh, the grounds were built for... For, for, for festivals. It was built for Manitoba for festivals out in the Grand Beach area. And uh, unfortunately, it didn't carry on for many, many years like they had intended to. But um, lo and behold, it was built and they're, they're, the, 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 the grounds themselves are, uh, are still here and, and, and uh, they're the perfect place to house uh, um, uh, festivals in Manitoba. <clears throat> and um, I'm happy to be a part of trying to share the Manitoba talent that we have with um, the Heart of the Nation Music Festival, which is 
coming up July 5th and 6th. Right. Um, and then Festival 59 Blues in August 9th and 10th of this year. So where, uh, the, where is Hilltop? I mean, for people who haven't been there before, in, in relation to Winnipeg, how far out of the, outside the city is it? Oh, man, it's 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 closer than a drive-through rush hour traffic. It's 45 <laughs> minutes away on Highway 59. Um, it, to put it into relativity, some people might know, um, like Lajamodier is Highway 59, yep. if you don't know that already yep. from Winnipeg. Who doesn't? Um, you're looking at 10 minutes north of uh, South Beach Casino. Okay, okay. On your right, and you're 10 minutes south of Grand Marais, uh, somewhere like Potenza's Pizza. Okay. Uh, is a location that's out that way. What what's the uh, what's the setup there? I mean, I, I, obviously there's stage stage and everything, but like, you know, like you were saying, it was used a long time ago for these big shows, and kind of, is it still the same setup they had back then, or has it been worked on significantly since then? They've added a second stage uh, and, and a smaller third stage. However, um, with, with 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 launching this festival, we were really really tempted to to launch the big stage that they had built originally okay um but our to be honest the production costs for a day are we're looking at twelve thousand dollars so um given that we're in our first year for for heart of the nation and our second year for festival of 59 blues yeah uh our goal is to get to you know by year three four five to be using the big stage but we're we're using the 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 in-between stage if you will okay sure yeah yeah how did you get involved with with hilltop uh, it, it, I, I kind of was headhunted. Um, years ago, I, I ran the Eight Days in May Urban Gathering Festival from 2010 to 2012. Okay. And um, uh, that was all a private uh, endeavor of mine to to try to showcase Indigenous artists. Myself being Métis, I was involved with the Manitoba uh, Music Aboriginal Music Program. Okay. And uh, the Canada Council of the Arts through uh, Heather Bishop and the Art of Managing Your Career. A couple of uh, key key uh, programs to help uh, artists uh, in all aspects of art, uh, whether it be music or crafts or visual or you know what. And um, uh, back when I was in the AMP Camp program, I was like, "Wow, there are a lot of amazing Indigenous artists in Canada that I haven't heard of." And I, sure, I, yeah. I, I I kind of prided myself on having my ear to the ground on lots of things, but. Uh, I was quite pleasantly surprised, and it, and it just motivated me to uh, to try to do something. Uh, one of the curators or the the helpers to uh, to with that with Amp Camp and 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 uh, Amp Camp in particular was Doug Cox, who is the artistic director of the uh, Vancouver Island Music Festival. Okay, and I got to being friends with him, and um, uh, uh, lo and behold. Uh, after my third year, I bit off a little more than I can chew, and uh, I took a step back from that role in the industry. Uh, continued on my music career, which has been uh, relatively successful for an independent artist. Yeah, I can't complain. Um, I've been able to tour all over Western Canada uh, many times. Um, oh, excuse me. That's okay. Uh, and, but since then, uh, most recently, uh, both Doug and uh, Mitch Kodalik from the, the founder of the Winnipeg Folk have uh, offered me hours and hours of consultation to try to make this spot and this place work for, for Heart of the Nation and Festival 59 Blues and hopefully other uh, folks that would like to throw events here. That, that's uh, awesome. Have, uh, yeah. So, so maybe, maybe let's start with uh, Heart of the Nation because it's the one that's coming up the soonest. Um, that's right. So... 
how did this come together? I mean, I know it's the first year, so there's obviously a lot of uh, uh, it's probably a pretty steep learn- learning curve to get this all set up and get it get it ready to go. But uh, how did it develop? Like, where did the idea come from? And I guess uh, what is the kind ahead. of focus of that of that festival? Um, well, the focus of it for sure. I'll start with that sure. question. Is to this year in our first year is to showcase like in my mind, the best of the best of Manitoba acts that we have. Um, there are a few that were unavailable to be part of the lineup this year that I really wish would have. I'm not even going to mention their names. Yeah. Hopefully we'll get them in the years to come. Um, but given of the availability in the lineup that we have, I think it's very strong. Um, it was to, it is to really uh, showcase Manitoba, Manitoba music and the artists that we have here. And... Um, how it all became of uh, my involvement with the, the Hilltop Resort and the, the grounds was um, the, the general manager of the Hilltop Resort um, contacted me to uh, really, it started with, uh, we, I love your blues band, uh, the, the blues that you do with, uh, with, with Dustin Harder and Prairie Soul mm-hmm. and, um, and your past with the Dusty Roads band. And would you come out and do a weekend with us? Uh, however, uh, what we'd really like to do is what he says afterwards is, is, is do a, do a blues festival. Do you think you can make that happen? And I, so I said, well, yeah, I could probably help. However, I only had six weeks to throw it together. Right. And, and, uh, but we did it last year and, and it was a, it was a good test market to see what the, uh, what the, what the market for blues was. Um, good enough that, that after the festival, they're like, we would love to do this again next year. And so I started working on that, and then a month later, um, uh, they 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 were impressed with how I how smoothly things ran there, and and what the potential of my involvement could be with this uh, venue, and uh, asked me to, uh, to to do a second festival, and uh, lo and behold, the heart of the nation was born. Okay, and who's playing at the festival? I mean, I know there's a lot of people. You don't have to list all of them, but who are the I guess the headliners of the of the festival? Um. In no particular order, um, the Ducks. Yeah, they're 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 a major one. Um, I was just on the phone with Leonard earlier today, actually, and I t- wanted to ask him who the uh, the actual lineup of the Ducks are because their their lineup has changed over the years of yeah. their off and on career. They've changed and vocalists was, and stuff too, right? Like they've changed uh, significantly. Yeah, numbers, they've yeah. had they've had Sarah Degas and Jesse Havey. They've had different percussionists, um, uh, Scott Sinier, um uh, Christian Dugas, which I'm really excited to have working with me and Prairie Soul at the festival this year. Oh, cool. Um, and uh, Rodrigo Munoz from um, oh, Papa Mambo. Yep. Uh, he, he's the original original percussionist of, uh, of the Ducks. Uh, so, so let me refrain. The actual lineup for the Ducks that he told me I was so excited is, um, is um, Jeremy Penner. Who was uh, the fiddle player for Scrooge McDuck? Yeah, I remember the- them. Yeah, for sure. Um, then we've got Rodrigo Munoz, who's going to be playing percussion. Who was the original Ducks percussionist? Uh, Jesse Havy, who will also be performing with Nation of Two with her husband. Right. Uh, she she works or until recently was a big part of the Westin Cultural Center. Right. Right. Um, let's see. Uh, Jordan McConley, original guitar player for the Ducks, will be there. Cool. And uh, and Leonard himself, so it, it pretty much is like the original, original, original ducks that are going to be there. Um, I'm I'm I've never seen that lineup, and uh, I'm excited for it cool. big time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, moving on, uh, Brandy Zidane, 
Um, she might be more known uh, Winnipeg with a band called Twilight Hotel with Dave Quanbury over years. They were a duo that were out of Manitoba who uh, moved down south to Nashville. And since then, Brandy has, oh, she's most recently been touring with, um, oh, I'm forgetting his name offhand. Let me think for a moment. Uh, Doyle Bramhall II, okay. who was who was Eric Clapton's side guitar player, like his like on call guy yeah, yeah. Uh, for many of his shows. Um, and she was recently um, uh, um, in Rolling Stone magazine. Uh, the folks at Rolling Stone went down to South by Southwest, and she was picked as one of the top thirty artists to look out for. Oh, and right this is her first time back in Manitoba since playing the Winnipeg Folk Festival three or four years ago. I think it was three. And uh, the really special part of that is that she's originally from Manitoba, which we wanted to showcase, and she's bringing her husband, who's never been to Manitoba. So cool. that's kind of a, that's kind of really cool for for her and 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 her people. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to have the Sweet Alibi here. Um, uh, having worked with Jess in the past with the Dusty Rose Band, very proud of how her career has gone. They're working on their fourth album. Yeah. Um, with uh, with uh, Rusty Mateus and those, I think at Paintbox. Okay. Um, uh, uh, same with uh, Michael Falk's place there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, who else? Uh, oh, Ego Spank. The, okay. The the the, the cumulative best backing band that I would say, if there's any artist that uh, outside of Manitoba that needed a band, that's who you got to call. You got Jill Fournier and Daniel Law and Mark Arnoux and Jill, uh, Mark Murray Pulver, of course. Yeah. Um, uh, I, one that we added that, um, is a little new, um, is a band called Thrill Thrill. So it's Sid Boulanger who painted the live at the Roslyn, um, the mural, yeah. background for the village idiot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I met him at, uh, the Rami May show okay. uh, a few months back that she had done and, uh, and later got to see his band and, uh, was really excited to that they were available, um, and, and came down. So them, Attica Riots. Okay. Um, there's not much I need to say about them. Uh, awesome rock band. The the flow of the show, uh, 7 p.m. till 2 a.m. There's no restriction out here to have to have the music shut down at any point in time. So who knows what might happen. Yeah. That's um, convenient to have that. Yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of nice. To have to, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, the Hilltop Resort is literally, at this point, up until recently, the uh, since Alberta changed their laws, um, the only private campground of its kind that, that doesn't have a noise bylaw. Oh, really? So, so yeah. And we're not, like, a drinking bylaw, noise bylaw. There's 4,000 campsites. You can camp close to the, the bowl and the party, or you can camp away if you need to get some rest. Either way, it's uh, it's set up for a good weekend, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. And so, a great summer. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, so the camping thing, that's a big part of it, I guess, right? You, you're, you, you, I'm assuming you want people to come out and camp and stay for the weekend and kind of, like, take in the whole thing? Oh, well, we would love that. Um, uh, by all means, they, because we're so close, you come for the music and head back. Yeah, uh, of course, yeah. bring, de- bring a designated, designated driver. We encourage uh, drinking responsibly and smoking responsibly. Yeah, for sure. So, um, uh, but, yeah, let's get to the ticket price. Uh, <laughs> 22 bands, $44. Uh, somebody brought it up to me. That's $2 a band. It's a pretty good deal. Uh, yeah. it, was, it was actually Bruce Tulock from Beer for Breakfast that oh, brought yeah. it up. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, when I was interviewing with him last week, and he, uh, there really isn't, a, to my knowledge, a festival that has the value and the the, the artistic 
um talent that this festival has for sure well that's that's, 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 that's a great price compared especially when you compare it to some of the other camping type festivals which are you know in the hundreds but how, how do you make that work with that many bands and making it affordable like it's got to be a challenge right when it comes to putting the festival yeah, together. And, and how do you and how do you make that work on your first year with when you when you do ask for some sponsorship support but yeah. most but most sponsors have replied with Let's see how you do the first year. <laughs> right, I don't blame them either, right? They, they don't want to be backing something that might not work, right? So, I mean, obviously, yeah. I hope it works. But, yeah, so what? there's, there's got to be a challenge there in terms of um, making it happen. You know what? That, it, it definitely has to do with uh, uh, faith in the Hilltop Resort in my, my well, let's see, I, I just turned 41 back June 14th. Okay. And I've, and I've been playing music and been in the know in Winnipeg since, I've been 13, 14 when I used to play the Blue Note Cafe. Yeah. So, like, um, I guess it's just that they have faith that, that I'm the guy that could hopefully make this work, you know? Yeah. And so so we're we're investing in, uh, in, 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 in that lineup. We're investing in that lineup. That's a, it's, a, it's an amazing lineup. And, uh, and the location, the location back when they built it, I think they spent $14 million on this place. Wow, you know, that's, it's, that's incredible, yeah. it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a beautiful place. You don't have to leave. You don't have to, you, um, they just hit an artesian well and there's a swimming hole with our artesian well water. Oh, very cool. Um, literally, uh, a, a two minute walk away from the stage. <laughs> so you can, you can probably hear that. Yeah, presumably you can hear the music while you're swimming, right? I mean, you, Oh yeah. yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. Kind of nice or if thing. you don't, it, if you don't even want to be in the crowd, but you want to hear the music, you'll hear it because this is a this is a, the, the largest treed amphitheater in Canada. Right. It, the, the music it, it'll travel, and it's uh, yeah. Well, here's, here's a question for you. I mean, you obviously have the lineup you want. You, clearly, you, you you chose those bands for for very good reasons, and you have the the venue you want, but. One of the best things about Manitoba in the summer is that there are so many festivals in every small community inside and outside of the city almost every weekend. So how do you kind of make your festival, especially in the first year, how do you make it stand out? How do you make it kind of, uh, you know, because every week you hear of a new one that's starting somewhere, right? I mean, which is fantastic. But Well, every, everybody's trying and that's and that's great. Yeah. And, and kudos to everyone because there should be a festival every weekend for in sure Manitoba. like we have long winters and we need yeah. to we need, we need to let to, loose yeah. yeah we need to let loose in the summertime that's right yeah um uh the lineup and the price man yeah it, it's a, it's affordable uh that 44 dollars i mentioned includes your camping fees okay which normal normally it's a 10 dollar camping site um they do have here uh another thing uh, which i should add um is that the Hilltop Resort does plan on having events every weekend all summer long. Okay. I think okay. there's there's about there's about there's about five weekends where there's nothing solidified planned like at, at like Heart of the Nation or Festival 59 Blues, but next week they have Summerfest Gone Country. Okay. They've got um uh which is a tribute acts for, you know, for the country fans there's a Two tribute acts that are headlining a Garth Brooks and a Shania Twain tribute, okay. which are which are like supposed to be some of the best in Canada. Um, the following week after Heart of the Nation is uh, Hotel California. Apparently, this is the best Eagles tribute band in the world that they booked. Okay, so that's uh, there's another draw there for. Well, I guess uh, somebody has to, somebody has to listen to the Eagles, right? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> hey man, it's not necessarily my cup of tea. No, no, but, for sure, know, yeah, yeah. Uh, but but it, but I, but I'm sure it is for others. Um, 
the, the main goal out here at, at Hilltop, though, is, is is to have more and more original music and yeah. original original events going on. Um, but uh, I wanted to add that, uh, that they do a really neat offer. They, uh, if you wanted to look at a place to go camping for the summer, uh, for 500 bucks, you got yourself a camp spot all night, all summer long, which includes two passes to every event that they put on. Well, that's cool. Um, and then if you want to step it up a notch and get a uh, service site, like with water and, uh, and you know what I mean, service yeah, site, yeah, yeah. your camper, um, $1,500. Okay. And, and they also allow you to leave your camper here all and store it all winter as long as you plan on coming back. <laughs> as long as you pick so, it up, yeah, yeah. So like, so like you're even saving money on storage. Like it's a, sure. it's a pretty pretty cool thing they got and an offer that they got going on. And again, um, it, it it's been 14 years since Summerfest, and now that with these things that are going on, uh, we're hoping Hilltop will grow and grow and grow. So why? I mean, it's again, it sounds like you've you've got a lot going on there, uh, a lot of exciting things happening. It sounds like it's got a lot of amenities. People are camping there. What has been the reason for the kind of long delay between? big events happening back then and now sort of a revival of it uh it's probably you know from my knowledge and i wouldn't say probably from my 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 best answer to that is just like i bit off more than i could chew with my eight days in may festival three years ago or are in its third year okay um they came out with a really big bang too much of a bang that that's that's my honest answer so they came out with too much of a bang and it just wasn't uh feasible to carry on the way they would have liked to have okay i I wasn't involved with any of that um i I know people who were but um i know uh, even the folks that were hope that you know with uh with the events that they have going on and especially with heart of the nation that that we can reignite a little spark and a fire behind this venue because it's such a beautiful venue yeah I, just to really... switch gears to the the blues festival for a minute. Um, mm-hmm. now, now that this is the second year you're doing it, you you obviously have a better idea of kind of making that work because you, you you've done it once. I mean, it's you're in a different situation with Heart of the Nation because it's 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 festival number one. But kind of what did you learn from the first year of the blues festival that you're applying to to year number two? Um, or is it just as hard putting together the uh... second year as as it was? With the yeah, well, you know, like to give to give it into perspective, like for for both festivals combined, I've I've easily put in six months of of, of full time volunteering, if you will. Right. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's call it that, you know, um, because I, I I just I, I see the potential in it in it in these in these two things growing. Um, for going back to blues though. We lost the Winnipeg Barbecue and Blues Fest. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. Yeah, because that was kind of no, the thing we, for we a while. lost yeah. it. We lost it last year, and that was kind of a, uh, a deciding factor on 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 me taking on trying this out the, okay. a Blues Fest okay. double out here, um, knowing that that it's pretty much from what I know, I could be wrong. It doesn't look like it's coming back. There, there was a there is a market for blues in Manitoba, man, um, and. Uh, and and one of the things, especially with the blues festival, what I learned, what what I'd have to say, I learned that other blues festivals across Canada have done and are doing. I won't name names, but they're calling themselves blues festivals, but they're not blues festivals. Now we can go back on 
saying, hey, we have the Winnipeg Jazz Festival, and all of a sudden they have a rock band on stage, but right. they're a really great rock band. And that's a now, criticism that they get all the time. And when I had Michael Falk on here, we talked about that. And that's, you know, one of the things that uh, people who maybe are not a big fans of the Jazz Festival, they always point out, oh, well, it's not a jazz band. Why are the Flaming Lips here? Why is so-and-so here? Right? Sure, but but I really love, I, I can't quote his response. And I listened to his interview, and I really loved his response yeah. on the wide variety of jazz music. It's like, okay blues was the roots and then came jazz and then came rock and roll for sure and so so like it it's sta- jazz encompasses all genres just like i could say that blues really does as well oh yeah so um, many things sprang forth from blues i mean rock and roll alone right. is directly right yeah blues based so yeah right yeah. Uh, and 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 there are those jazz nazis and there's those blues nazis yeah. uh, let's just say let's just say genre nazis purists yeah, uh, yeah the purists yeah that that, that uh that will be like, well, but why are you calling it that? Why don't you call it just a music festival, yeah. right? Um, and, that, and that's why I did go with, and, and we here went with Heart of the Nation Music Festival. Originally, we were thinking of a Blues and Roots Festival okay. name, but uh, but it, no, I, 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 when, I, when, I, when I talked with management here, I said, I plan on bringing a variety of something for everyone. Uh, I will bring it up with the, the the interview you had with the Lovers a few weeks ago. Yeah. That they, they, they play rockabilly and they play... Uh, they, they play multiple genres because it's something for everyone. And really that's the kind of music I think that Manitoba does bring to the world. It's something for everyone. That's true. But Manitoba also, in my experience anyway, it feels very strongly, I think, about certain genres of music. And I think blues is in there. I mean, anything roots, country, folk, bluegrass, blues, all of those genres have a very strong following in the province. And uh, so is the Blues Festival going to incorporate a lot of the other stuff too, or is it trying to stay as streamlined? Thank you for saying that, because I was going to mention at this point, you are going to see nothing but the Blues. Okay. It's going to be, it's, we're bringing back the Windsor Hotel. like The like old Windsor that, Hotel, yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, exactly. Like, like when you come to the Blues Festival, you're going to hear Blues. Okay. Um, is there enough local Blues? that's just what it is going to be at this point. Um, we may expand a little bit, but uh, I think that we'd like to stick to... To, 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 to its name. Does Winnipeg have a strong enough, and uh, Manitoba have a strong enough local blues scene to fill a festival, or do you have to bring in a lot of out-of-town acts to kind of make, if you're going with the blues purist kind of vibe, is there enough of that um, here? Um, for, for long term, um, yes, we're obviously going to have to bring in other acts, yeah. and, and that would be the goal. We want to provide uh, a venue for for touring artists to be able to not skip through Winnipeg sure. and come to Winnipeg. Um, same goal is for Heart of the Nation. Like our first year is is mainly Manitoba artists, but we definitely are looking already at expanding. Um, we have acts from Australia and the UK already interested that uh, we're in talks with looking for the second year. So oh, very cool. Uh, um, there is a strong blues scene of artists here in Manitoba. Uh, to the extent of the quality, yeah. um, it isn't the largest group, but there is some quality acts here. Um, you got guys like the Groove Pirates. You've got uh, Curtis Newton, who, right. by all means, I don't know why he doesn't have twenty albums out under his belt right now, and he's touring the world because yeah. he's an, a great entertainer. Um, uh, newer upcoming acts like C.T. Taylor, um, uh, D.B. and the Deadbeats. Yeah. Uh, they they've done some revamping and 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 uh, they brought in a new vocalist and she did some switching around and what they're doing right now is fabulous. Um, so so and we've got all these all these acts I mentioned are on on our festival this year. However, 
Um, for long term, absolutely, you, we, we will be looking internationally for artists. Um, but we also would hope that it will uh, it'll grow and give a, give a place for the the local artists to get heard and seen and uh, yeah. and hope and hopefully through through the promotion and in today's day and age, uh, I'll, I'll bring up a point um, uh, of, of even the, the purpose of even trying to put together these events. Uh, talking to Leonard today, he said so far the the advertising online through social media that the Ducks have gotten um, from Heart of the Nation. Uh, which is the only summer festival that they're playing in Canada this year. Okay. Uh, which is totally cool. That's great. Well, they're, they're now getting offers from Boston and the States again. So it's, it's, it, it's helping us to, to spark a, a new, uh, a new, uh, maybe a new wave of their career. Who knows? Sure, there could yeah. be more albums to come, you know? Are you playing at any of these festivals? Um, I, I am for I am with Prairie Soul for 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 both the festivals. Okay. It's not something that I look at doing in the years and years to come, um, and it's that's not really a matter of cliche. It's just for the first year of Heart of Nation, all the acts that I booked, a lot of them are friends of mine, and they're just people I admire, and I'm proud of what they've done with their careers, and they've stuck to it. Yeah, and they've they've just kind of just grinded just like I have, and. And that's why I wanted to, to to be part of it, if you will, sure. That way, and and to showcase uh, what what I have, what I'm doing as well. And and I've also been up to a lot of things musically that I haven't had a chance to share with people. And here's an opportunity, right? For sure, yeah. Do you, how do you have time to do that? I mean, just, if you're involved in in organizing these festivals, uh, like, how do you fit that in as I, well as I, performing? I, I, I've, I've been writing music most of my life, and I have five albums easily of material that I, that I would eventually love to get out there. Okay. So um, a lot of the working on the on the music and the, and the songwriting has been done, and it's ready to go. Uh, so uh, it's really about more so just, um, you know, it depends when when you're playing a show. Is is it a forty five minute set? Is it a seventy five minute set? Is it a ninety-minute set? Right. Is it a three, is it a three-hour concert? Is it a bar gig? You know that has three one hours. Like um, it depends on the show. And uh, for me right now, it's just I've got myself up there for seventy-five minutes with Prairie Soul. And again, uh, I think I mentioned already. I'm so excited to have Christian Dugas, who's a longtime friend of mine, yeah. who's in Manitoba, working with me right now. Um, he's uh, in my mind. No offense to any other drummer in Manitoba. There's many great ones, but he's my favorite. <laughs> and uh, and so I'm excited to... to he, he's the best guy for the job to present what I want to present to what I can put forward and out there musically. So Sure. And what is that? I mean, like, Prairie Soul, uh, the name is evocative, but how, how do you define what it is you do? Hey, that's a very good question. When I was working with the Dusty Rhodes Band, I was asked, um, to define my genre by Manitoba music so they could help market me internationally. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, well, I kind of do a little bit of roots and blues and country and rock. And I even delve into some like, uh, disco funk. And I like, like I, I, I play, I play music. I'm, I'm not, I don't have a genre. Yeah. And they're like, well, when you, when you figure out what genre you are and you put together a succinct album of one genre, then we'll, look into seeing how we can help market you. And I, I think it's a huge conundrum with many, many artists. Oh, Never absolutely. Mind yeah. Artists, but like, it's like to, to put you in, in that one 
spot of where you're going to go. And there's nothing wrong with that. If there's an artist that could say, hey, what do you sound like? I sound like Led Zeppelin. I sound like ACDC. This is what we do. We play rock and roll, you know, and this is what we do. Um, by all means, kudos. If, if there's an artist out there or a band in Manitoba that does that, all the power to you. Sure. However, I find that mainly in Manitoba, um, we are prairie soul music, man. Like, it's a, it's a culmination of many genres all mixed into Manitoba and, and, our, and our winters. Um, I asked Mitch Podolik back when I was with the Dusty Rhodes Band. He invited me over for dinner. We had dinner. We played some acoustic songs. I showed him my my album before we released it. I said, "Can you help me? Can you help me pick a genre?" And 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 I quote, he said, "This sounds like rock and prairie soul roots and blues music." Okay. And I said, "Thanks for helping me pick a genre." <laughs> like, really? Yeah, yeah. Because like, you just uh, you're right. You're right about what you just said, but it doesn't answer the question that the industry's asking me. Yeah, um, for sure. Yeah. But then, but then the name Prairie Soul popped out a few years later. I was looking back on a few things for for promotional purposes, and I remember writing that down or seeing a post I made, and I went Prairie Soul music. That's exactly what I do. Yeah, and and it's exactly what I think a lot of artists do, especially the ones that I have books for Heart of the Nation. So, well, maybe this is a maybe an interesting question that I, I've always wondered what. Manitoba's sound is because I mean obviously Manitoba there are bands that are very successful in like a wide range of genres there's successful rappers successful country singers successful punk bands but there's something like intangible that that is Winnipeg or Manitoba about all of them and I can never quite pinpoint what it is my impression has sort of been that people here they like music to be gritty and dirty and maybe even sort of broken a little bit and that kind of is the appeal of it is that there's something uh, like raw about it, right? Raw and honest. Is that... You know, that, that kind of thing, I think the word you're looking for is the grooves, man. It's like a grungy, bluesy, rootsy thing. Uh, the grooves, the, the prairie soul grooves. Is that, does that make, kind of make sense of a genre that we have? Yeah, maybe, but there's something like, do you think there's something that kind of uh, connects, band, you know, like a metal band and, and a rap group and, and a country singer that just kind of speaks, like says Manitoba without you knowing that they're from Manitoba. Do you know what I mean? Like, do you think there's like a kind of a uniform something that, that makes local music sound local? Hmm. Hitting up on some of those genres. I'm not, I'm not as, as, uh, as, uh, keen. Or, I'm not, not, that's not the word I'm looking for. It's not keen. It's, I'm not as, um, I don't follow the, the, the R and B or the rap or the metal yeah. scene or the, or the classical scene for that matter that much, um, to try to put them into the same category as a roots and blues, prairie soul grooves thing. Yeah. Um, not necessarily. So, so, so maybe that is a, a genre that I'm saying is kind of encompasses a lot, but not those. Sure. Sure. Um, I, I, I wish I could answer your question, but I don't think I can. I don't know if there is an answer for it. I ask all kinds of people this question because I'm trying to figure it out. I feel like whatever band I'm listening to, there's always something, even if it's not explicit, there's something that local about them that, that I can pick up on. And I, I don't know what it is, but yeah. I mean, You know it, what? If anything, it's probably the rhythm. Yeah. There's something about the rhythms that, that happen with and a little bit of maybe about the sound you know there's probably a lot of garden amplifiers playing <laughs> yeah around. it could, could totally be yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know yeah um so 
and, and we all know that, that, that they're like, what is in the water in Winnipeg? What is it? We've heard this question a million times. Like, why, why are these great acts coming out? Yeah. And uh, why, why is the scene so proficient here? Um, it's the long winters, man. You got, if you, especially artists that aren't touring out there, or the, the ones that are trying to develop. The, yeah. it's, a, it's the most beautiful place to develop as an artist, bar none. Yeah, that makes sense for sure, yeah. Bar none. It, it really is a great developing place. Yeah. Uh, hence, hence, hence why we have so many more artists coming to Manitoba. Well, only only they're, they're coming here for the wrong reason. They think that this is the place to make it big. Well, it depends what your idea of making it big is. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it, it, it's it's when you leave Manitoba and represent Manitoba that um, I think is uh, is what is what all Manitobans, uh, whether the the artist or the the people supporting those artists, want. Right? Yeah. No, I think that's true because I know a lot of people who are musicians or otherwise who have left Manitoba, and they tend to be the most proud Manitobans that I've met because they're, they're, they're representing whatever the, their connection is to this area in Toronto or in Vancouver or, or wherever else they are. So yeah, that, that, that makes sense for sure. They're, they're, they're yeah, definitely. Uh, and I tell you, it's not, it's not hard for a do it yourself or to book a tour in, in Canada, especially Western Canada in my experience. Yeah. When you're from Winnipeg, you know, in, in your introduction email or whoever you're talking to, as soon as you tell them you're from Winnipeg, people kind of give you a little more attention, you know? Yeah. Well, because there's, there's, a, there's a mystique to it, right? Winnipeg has this kind of outsized place in the Canadian music scene just because we're a small city with so many artists coming out here. Absolutely. Just and, to... and, 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 and the proof is in the pudding of who's come out of here. So. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You mentioned a hip-hop artist. You know who I almost had booked? I'll mention one that couldn't make it this year. A young artist, a rapper named VC. Okay, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Gr- great talent that kid has. He's super uh, young, too. He's like, he's like 20 yeah, or something, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Look, he just re-interviewed with, uh, I think he was playing Jazz Fest Raw. And yeah, he, he did, yeah. 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 And I was like, right on, right on. Yeah, uh, it's unfortunate that we couldn't fit him in this year, but uh, I'm I'm so happy with that. Or Olivia Lunny, there's another artist. Totally, yeah, another uh, very young one who's who's doing big things for sure. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah, yeah. No, no, no. We're about to blow up out here, man. Yeah. Well, okay, maybe a, a question for you then. I mean, you're uh, I think probably four years older than me, so I mean, I, I think some of our our time in the local music scenes, you know, going to shows and stuff probably overlaps. But as someone who's you know putting together festivals and you're, you're getting local artists uh, and current local artists. Do you have any difficulty keeping up with what's going on in the scene? I mean, some of those artists you just mentioned, they're so far removed from what was going on in the nineties in Winnipeg and, and even the early two thousands, they were kids then. So do you have any trouble kind of uh, staying hip to what's going on? I mean, I, I interview people every week and I've been doing this for almost seven years and I often have difficulty kind of, getting what the new shit is in winnipeg you know what i mean a lot of it no. i do understand but it's 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 a challenge and i'm you know i'm a few years shy of 40 here but uh even for me it's it's it, yeah it can be tricky no i agree absolutely there's a challenge um you have to uh you got to keep your ear to the ground and, and when i say ear to the ground it's like ear to the ear to what's happening and and when and i'll i'll, I'll be thankful to 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 places like the times changed yeah i grew up i grew up in that place uh i don't frequent it much anymore i don't want to get into too many details but uh i have a storied past and uh um at this point in time i'm 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 i won't be frequenting that venue at this point however i support every artist and i support that venue 100 percent. yeah um 
uh, the village idiots, what they're doing and, and, and what they're, uh, promoting with, with especially original music. Yeah. Um, uh, the venues like Weston cultural center, the venues like the park theater, the venues like even the garage, although I'll say it on this air, you need to fix your sound. It's not the best sounding room, right? Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's a great developing place and it's a great place to be heard, uh, and seen. Yeah, um, yeah, it is. Yeah. There, there are a lot of, uh, um, yeah. If, if if Ray, if Ray's listening, or if he does, here, hint, hint, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, <laughs> still love to death. Um, uh, the, all the festivals. Never mind all the festivals. Um, we we didn't do it this year, and I'm going to go ahead and mention it. But there was an idea that I had for Heart of the Nation, and maybe maybe some listeners can give me feedback. Maybe we'll do it next year. We're not doing it this year, but. I wanted to invite all volunteers for the Jazz Fest, for the Festival de Voyageur, for the Winnipeg Folk Festival, for the Fringe Festival, and anybody who's got a lanyard yeah. and is a volunteer, you're welcome to come to our festival. You get a pass. That's a cool idea. Right off the bat. And that's something I really wanted to do with the other people and partners that are involved. It just didn't happen. But it's not something that I don't say wouldn't happen in the years to come. Yeah. And I, I think that that would, because if it really wasn't for the, all those volunteers, we wouldn't have these great festivals, man. For sure. And, and, uh, and yeah, that would have been my, my, uh, having, having volunteered for, I think I volunteered for many of those festivals I mentioned. Not all, but I put in my time and, and, uh, Again, like I said, if it wasn't for those volunteers doing that, we wouldn't have all this great music to listen to all summer long. Yeah, because those festivals wouldn't have lasted without those volunteers for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, never mind lasted. It they wouldn't they wouldn't be happening. Yeah. Um, it, it's uh, that, that my conversations with Mitch Podolik were number one. He said, "Your the volunteers are what make Winnipeg Folk Festival happen totally, and, yeah. and continue." So, so. Just to, uh, so it, it would have been my thank you, and it would have been a way to also hopefully get people interested in volunteering in the years to come. Cause yeah, yeah. Yeah, that yes, we are still looking for some volunteers. Well, that's um, it's an audience too, right? You get people, you get a crowd out there of people who are maybe have never heard of the festival before, but because they have that option to to check it out as as volunteers of other festivals. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's very cool. Yeah, uh, and that, and that was another key one. Uh, a lot of people have posted uh, many different things since we've been uh, since we released our lineup. They've posted with Heart of the Nation. They've went, wow, what an amazing local lineup. And then they've also posted, too bad it was the weekend before Winnipeg Folk Festival. Right. Or the or the weekend after Canada Day. Like, um, too bad. And, and I thought of it more as like, no, that's part of the reason we picked that weekend was like, so that the folks that are all volunteering for Winnipeg Folk Festival are volunteering for a Canada Day event, have a weekend to do something. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, that makes sense. Definitely, it's, it's like it's like industry night for the volunteers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, for sure. Yeah. Um, just to jump back to something you said, like very early in the conversation, um, sure. about uh, indigenous artists in in Manitoba. I feel like there's, uh, you know, I was kind of in the same position, like you were saying before, where it's um, there's all kinds of amazing indigenous artists here in the province, but a lot of people just didn't know about them, and I think that that seems to be shifting a bit, and there seems to be a lot of attention being put on 
on Indigenous artists in Manitoba, which is awesome. And there's there's a lot of them that are doing really well. Like, have you seen that change kind of over the last decade or so, where there's been more absolutely festivals and opportunities yeah. and just just general like you know focus? Absolutely, it's it's been it's been nine years since I was involved involved with the Aboriginal music program through Manitoba Music. Okay, and in that in that nine years, wow, what what a difference. Um, artists like Lorenzo. Yeah, totally, uh, yeah. Touring, touring Australia regularly. Um, Indian City and Eagle and Hawk. Indian City is on the on the bill on Friday night. Um, they played the 150th anniversary of Canada Day at Ottawa. On yeah, that's Friday. right, yeah, yeah. Like, and and you get to see them for $44. Uh, <laughs> and 21 more bands. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, no, there's, there's definitely... Uh, Definitely, uh, Winnipeg is definitely not only a. Let's just uh, I'll quote Riley from the Village Idiots, the music capital of not only Canada but the world, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like um, that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it, we are definitely the indigenous capital of music talent. talent. Um, sure, yeah. And that, that's a, a lot of people might not even know this that we have the largest indigenous population in any city in Canada. Yeah, it's the largest urban indigenous population. Right? Yeah, for that's sure. right. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, uh, and then there's there's yeah yeah I'll bring up uh, Casey Adams who's not a an inch, uh, a um, uh, a musical artist but she's a, an indigenous visual artist and a storyteller. Is she the one um, who did the photos the photo series? She she did the perception project. Yeah, that, that yeah. was great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's still going strong and it's moving. It's, she's she's getting international exposure out of it and it's uh, and here it is from Winnipeg, right? Yeah. Um, who 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 doesn't live too far away? Uh, Tanya Tagak. Oh yeah, Polaris, she's phenomenal. Yeah, unbelievable, unbelievable. She's she's living not too far away. I won't say where because she probably doesn't want me to tell anyone where she lives. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but that's, that's cool. Did, did you? I mean, is that something that you want to prioritize for these festivals to get indigenous talent involved? There, going back to eight days in May when I when I had done that, my my <laughs> intent was was. Uh, of, of giving people a new perspective on what indigenous or ab- back then it was Aboriginal, right, yeah, what yeah. Aboriginal music is. And it's not just powwows, fiddles and drumming and chanting. It's there's, there's a big contemporary amount of music that indigenous artists are making in our country. And absolutely there's, there are uh, large elements, myself being Métis. Yeah. Um, a lot of the time I, I can't get a Métis, a gig with with a Métis event because I don't have a Métis fiddle in my band yet I'm a Métis artist sure. right? so I would like there to be a uh, in the future um, uh, uh, even a, to be part of, of of sharing the understanding that the indigenous music that is being made whether you call it Native American music indigenous music Aboriginal music it's it's contemporary as contemporary can be right now. Yeah. Even 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 pushing the boundaries, you know. Well, and someone so, like Tanya Tagak is a good example of pushing the boundaries for sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, most most definitely. So, uh, so yeah, no, that 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 definitely is a goal. Um, I would like to see there there be a, a large percentage. Right now, we have, um, uh, like I mentioned, Indian City. Myself being Métis with Prairie Soul yep. and uh, Sonia Ides is another um, uh, art, not lesser known artist who's fast. She's got one of the most fascinating voices I've heard. Um, she'll be performing at the festival as well. Okay. And um, and uh, you know, I, I'd like to see at least a. It, per, being Métis, my goal would be a fifty-fifty. 
Yeah. You know, 50% Indigenous artists and 50% non-Indigenous at this festival. Okay. Um, whether or not that could happen, that will time will tell. But I, I think that uh, you'll definitely see more Indigenous artists being showcased and presented here be, only because... Um, only because I would like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and there's a, there's a lot of them. And, and, like I'm, a... and I'm lucky to be in a position to, to be able to showcase that, you know, like I, I count my blessings. Uh, I, I looked back at when I was asked to do Heart of the Nation and I was like, I took on the role and then I looked back at it months to go. And as soon as we released the lineup, I went, holy fuck, this is happening. Part of my language. No, holy shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whatever you want to bleep it or not. No, it's podcast. Uh, Say what you want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was my, uh, that was my, uh, wow, this is happening. Let's, um, let's, uh, let's promote it as much as we can. And, uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully it will see year 20. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So are you already looking ahead to future festivals or are you just trying to get this one kind of out of the way first and then focus on what you're doing for the future? Oh no, that that was a given. As soon as, as soon as I started working on this first year, but with, and the second year of blues, uh, I'm already looking at two, three years in advance. Um, there's artists that couldn't make it this year that I would like to have, and and uh, and so they've got. I've got them on my short list or or long list. I don't know which which one is which. I've never been on any of those. Lists, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one of the lists. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Is, but, but is, they're, on, they're 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 in my mind, and and then they're definitely we've been in talks. So, and okay. and we're also looking internationally, and um, I might I I will go ahead and add that the, there is one non Manitoba act that is booked. Uh, that's not originally from Manitoba. Otherwise, every act is originally. We're home. This is a homegrown festival for sure. Who's the uh, um, non-Manitoban? It's Jack Semple, but he's from Regina, so that's close enough. Sure, yeah, that counts. It's, it's, it's a <laughs> yeah. ringer, but yeah, yeah, it counts for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. Oh, I mean, and I guess look, once you start doing this too, you have the potential for to open it up to people from neighboring communities like that, right? Where, where they'll maybe, you know, it's not that bad to drive in from there and maybe you could get some bands coming and they could bring some of their fans and then you could, you know, grow the festival that way too, right? Well, again, it's the perfect venue and the location because like, like for instance, I mentioned uh, it's $44 includes camping, but that means you can come set up your campsite on Thursday. Even if you're from Winnipeg, check this out. You're from Winnipeg, you want a really nice campsite, come out Thursday pay 44 bucks at the gate or you can go to hilltopresort.ca and get an advance ticket right. i think if you, if you want service you'd, you'd have to get on that right away because we're running out of service sites um but you can come out thursday night and set up your campsite even if you have to work friday morning we have hot showers here you could take a shower in the morning get to work go to work and then come back here and now you can spend the rest of the weekend here that's cool <laughs> And you're only and like it's less, especially if you live in Transcona or uh, or or any eastern part, like anywhere near Highway 59. Right. Yeah, you're, you're right la- there. Yeah. yeah. You're laugh. You're laughing, right? Is there kind of a a measuring stick for success with this festival? Like, is there a goal you're looking for in terms of attendance or things like that, or are you just kind of wait waiting to see what'll what'll happen? Um, if 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 we lose half of the money that's been invested. And I won't even say what that number is, but it, it, it's a fairly large number for yeah. our first year. Um, even if we lose half, I think we'll still be successful. Okay. Um, only, only based on the fact that that many festivals have come and gone and tried and done that before. Um, 
you know, our, our goal would to be, to be honest with you, if we can get 500 paying customers out here and actually break even, this festival will last for a hundred years, man. Right. It'll only grow from there. And that's, that's not unreasonable. I mean, considering the lineup you have and the amount of bands and stuff and the, each one brings a few fans, right? Like that's not, well, a- we, 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 we already, we already have a hundred seasonal campsites booked out here that are seasonals that are out here every weekend so we already have a built-in crowd of like 300 people right yeah so um there's also the grand beach area grand marais um baconia all, all the little communities that are out there. there's sixty-five thousand people out here right yeah 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 and this is the the this is by far heart of the nation is the biggest event in the area so you know if we can draw 10 percent of those people you know great yeah. Hey, we we got a hell of a party. Yeah, for no doubt. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay, so just um to remind everyone, what are the dates and the details of each of the festivals? Uh July fifth and sixth is the Heart of the Nation Music Festival. Hilltopresort.ca has more information. Uh you can find us on Facebook, of course, Heart of the Nation Music Festival. Um Festival fifty nine Blues is August 9th and tenth this year. And again, hilltopresort.ca is the place to find that information or, or on Facebook, Festival 59 Blues. Okay. Um, I'm very active I'm, and, I'm, and I'm open to meeting people and friends, so you can find me. It's Dustin Harder, or my actual Facebook is Dustin Rene Antoine Harder. That's my full name. Okay. So don't hesitate to say hello and if you have any questions. We're gonna do we're gonna do some some more giveaways. How would you go? How would you like to give away some tickets, man? Yeah, I'm down for that for sure. Well, uh, we'll, we'll... How, many, how many do you want to give away? How, how many How many episodes have you ever had on on? Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna, we're gonna turn the turn the turn the interview around. Sure, let's go. How many how, yeah. many how many Witch Police episodes has there been since you started? Uh, and and when did you start Witch Police Radio? I uh, started in late 2012. There's been uh, mm-hmm. 390 some episodes so far. 390. Yes. Okay, well, we're not going to give away 390 tickets. No, I imagine that would be a bit too much. <laughs> but, um... Hmm. Tell you what, why don't we figure that out off-air, and then when I post the episode, I, I, we'll, no, we'll no, have it... No, 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 I'll, we'll I'll do it on air now. You, you know what, you, I, I saw that you have a 1,000 followers. Something like that, yeah. Well, for every 100 followers, we're going to give away... T- I'll give away 10 tickets. Sounds good, yeah. 10 tickets. Yeah, that's ten cool. tickets to your listeners, man, and uh, that would be great. Awesome. Well, when I post the episode, I'll include information, and we can have people to enter to win the tickets. Excellent. Awesome. And then, just you know, we I know we haven't touched on it much, but uh, I mean, we have talked a little bit about your own music. If people want to hear it, what's the best uh, way for them to find you and uh, check out what you've got out there? Well, all those ways I just mentioned, they can find me. But um, uh, you, you can you can Google Dustin Harder. Okay. That's probably the best bet. Okay. Uh, you, you'll see past and uh, and present. Um, I, I am working on a few things. I've got a, a, an official music video coming out that I'm working on uh, this summer. It's all planned. We got dates. We've got things happening with that. Um, we are we are going to be documenting. Um, we've got a full video crew for Heart of the Nation, so there should be a lot of footage for all the artists. That's awesome. Um, um, so yeah. Googling Dustin Harder is probably your best bet. Okay, and I, I imagine you have some. Do you have some records floating around out there in the in the real world, like that people can find, or do you have? Yeah, any- uh, yeah, I can give a quick explanation of that. Sure. Um, I re- I rebranded as Prairie Soul a few about a year and a half ago. Okay. Um, pr- 
prior to that, I, I put out an album with uh, the Dusty Rhodes Band. Okay. Um, given that it was some original music that I felt that didn't get as much exposure as it should, I, I included a good portion, about eight of those original songs off that first album and re-released it with Prairie Soul and added another four four new songs. Oh, cool. Okay. And uh, and I have uh, another album in the mix as well. So it'll be a little bit more on the acoustic side, not what people are used to, but I think that it'll encompass what Prairie Soul is all about. So. Okay. Outside of these two festivals, do you have any shows coming up in the relatively near future? Uh, yeah, actually, I've got uh, another blues festival in Altona. Okay. Altona's been, there's a there's a a night out with the blues dot com or dot ca. I, I forget offhand. Um, they have the Altona Blues Festival. They've got Jack the Kaiser as the headliner from Toronto, who's been like Maple Blues Award Juno winner many cool. times over. Cool. Um, they've got local groups, the Groove Pirates and uh, CT Taylor, as well as Prairie Soul out there. That's July thirteenth. Okay. I know that it's the same weekend as Winnipeg Blue, or uh, same weekend as Winnipeg Folk. However, if you're that way, or you're not planning on going to Winnipeg Folk, well, you, you'll hear a great lineup of blues on July 13th in Altona. Awesome. Um, and uh, have you ever heard of the Barge Festival? Check this one out. Okay. A lot of people probably haven't heard of it. It's it's near Manaki. Uh, you got to. Uh, it's on August 4th. You got to. Uh, Get to where the old Manaki Lodge was, where it burnt down. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you're there at, I think it's 11 a.m. on August 4th, um, which is the Sunday of the long weekend, I believe, um, you can get a ride out. Or if you have a boat or have friends in that area, you can get a ride to this island, and they have this festival that's been running, I think, seventh year this year. Okay. And and it's called the Barge Festival. I'll be out there for that. Uh, a lot of fun. Really cool. Cool. Um, and then there's one other one in the making near Falcon Lake. Um, I kind of got headhunted to put on a one-day event on September 7th. Um, I can't give you more details at this point, but it looks... 98% sure that it'll happen. So, right on. Near, it's at the Cedar Creek Resort. Cool. Okay, awesome. Uh, yeah, well, people should check out uh, you know the website for Hilltop and they should check out your look, Google you, as you mentioned, to find out your stuff. Um, if you want to hear. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the same, same question that people ask me for business cards nowadays, and I'm like, just Google me, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Does nobody else come up? I mean, are you the first result, or did people find oh, yeah. around? Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, Dustin Harder, man. You'll find me. Right on. And if people want to hear more episodes of this show, like I said, there's close to 400 of them at this point. Uh, you can go to witchpolice.com. All of the past episodes are there for free download and streaming. And you can also tune in to uh, 101.5 UMFM on Sunday nights at midnight. And those are older episodes that kind of get a second boost uh, a few months after they are released in podcast form. So by the time this comes out on the air at midnight on a Sunday, it'll be uh, the festival will likely be already over. But the cool thing is, I mean, you're planning on doing this again in future, so people can kind of get an idea of what this year was about, and maybe they can follow up with you if they're interested in checking it out next year. So it's kind of a cool uh, added bonus that it airs a few months after it comes out in the podcast form. Hey man, uh, after after my my um my work with the Canada Council and the Art of Managing Career, I'll say in the words of Heather Bishop, getting any ink or any radio or any television um, promotion is golden. Oh, so totally, thank you, yeah. For, yeah. It's, thank you, thank you for having me and and for us doing this, man. Yeah, man, no problem. Uh, yeah, good good luck with the festivals. I hope uh, you know it's always nice to see more festivals giving opportunities to local artists. So I I sincerely hope that they go well for you. 
Hey, I was really excited that the United decided to, at uh, the U of W, decided to put us on with uh, Jazz Fest and Winnipeg Folk Festival as a festival to look out for. So. Yeah, that's cool, for sure, yeah. And that's a perfect example of what you were just saying, too, that uh, all coverage is good coverage, right? Yeah, man. Right on. Oh, no. 